You're listening to Car Seat Questions, a podcast for parents of curious kids. I'm Lauren. And I'm Eddie. And if you're anything like us, you either have a kid or you care for a kid with questions. Questions about all sorts of things. So for the next half hour, hop into the passenger seat, buckle your belt, and become childlike with us as the Lord takes us where he wants us to go. Enjoy the show. Welcome to season two with uh, Carsey Questions with Megan Brown. Thanks for joining us, Megan. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we're glad to have you. If you could tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, your family, all that kind of stuff. Well, my name is Megan. I am a seasoned military spouse. I'm a mother of four. Um, my husband has been active duty in the United States Air Force for coming up on 20 years. Uh, we are so close to retirement family and we are excited about it. Um, we have lived in five different duty stations, 13 different houses, four children, two dogs, a partridge in a pear tree. Um, it's been excitable. Um, but for the last 10 years, um, I've served as a military missionary and I write expository Bible studies and Christian resources for military community members. Wow. So what does your day to day look like being a military missionary? It is chaos embodied. Um, but really. <laughs> Uh, what I do, um, we really are passionate about doing three things. Um, we are evangelical in nature. There is um, a large percentage of our military community members that have not yet heard the gospel or don't know how to grasp it. So we do a lot of teaching and sharing the gospel. Um, the next thing that we really focus on is teaching the Bible. Um, if you can imagine moving every two to four years, um, we have what we like to call the Franken faith. Um, it is uh, kind of a conglomeration and combination of all the different things that we've picked up yeah. from 20 million different churches without any depth. Mm. Um, and then finally, what we really focus on is replicating discipleship um, efforts by training women in our community to become paid and prepared vocational missionaries. Yeah, and on top of all that, you've also written a couple of books. Um, some of which are with Moody Publishers. Shout out to Moody Publishers. Uh, what you signed up for and the Bible study summoned. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about those and what would that what the process was like with writing those books? Absolutely. I, you know, summoned was really um, the result of years on the ground and mission. Um, you know, being a military missionary, there are hard questions in the military community that um, are, are really in need of of answers. And what I mean by that is. Um, I wrote through the book of Esther because the question it's, it's answering is, is God good when everything is bad? When everything feels like it's falling apart, when nothing is working, when we're questioning everything, is God's goodness tied directly to our circumstances? Or is his faithfulness found somewhere else? Um, I was leading women's Bible studies, and especially in the military community when there's always bad news, we're either grieving the last thing we lost or preparing to um, and, and suffering long. Um, there was a real need for women in the space to know that God is good in spite of our circumstances and that his faithfulness isn't found in his provision of a perfect or pleasing life, nor is it found in the prevention of painful things. But ultimately, that book was written so that women could know that his faithfulness is found in the fact that he keeps his promises and that he promised us Jesus and Jesus was given. 
what have you seen in your in your ministry with military families is like maybe some of the top two or three greatest needs that a military family needs to hear about Christ? Absolutely. I think the biggest thing that is needed is an evangelical presence. And what I mean by that is um, an intentional discipleship um, model and method in the local church. Many of our uh, civilian brothers and sisters don't know exactly what to do with us because we move so often. Um, a lot of times we're treated like perpetual visitors. Um, we need to have someone intentionally sharing the gospel with the men and women in our space, helping us care for our children. Um, mm -hmm. We need community in the local church. And ultimately, we need to be shored up and sent out because if the local mm -hmm. church could see who we are and what we're capable of, if they would evangelize us to mission uh, to mission us, um, we could be mobilized. Um, we yeah. could be the largest mobilized missional force that this generation has seen. Wow. Yeah. I've, I've never thought about it like that. That's a great point. Um, can you share with us some some things that you've seen God do in the lives of military families or spouses, and even particularly in children, just the lives that you've seen changed? You know, one of my favorite stories, um, I got a call from one of our spouses who was attending a small group Bible study. Um, this was years and years ago, and uh, her husband was about to be deployed. And uh, she called and she said, the most beautiful thing has happened. Um, you know, she and her daughters had been coming to some of the, the studies and getting plugged into church and um, while her husband was dragging the big duffel bag to the door, um, her daughter at the time was four and her name was Sophie. And she's like, daddy, wait, I have to pray for you. And she grabbed his hand and asked God to keep him safe, um, to care for their family. It was beautiful. Um, and man, that guy gave his life to the Lord right after that. I mean, it was just immediate, um, that four year old prayer, man. And, and so we're seeing that God is in fierce pursuit of the men, women, and children in our space. And we're also finding that the difference between people who are lost, lonely, isolated, um, longing for answers, um, and, and someone who is well and who is saved is a woman with the gospel in our space. And that's really what I do is I equip women to work in the military space um, as missionaries. Yeah, we've we talked a little bit about this uh, in the pre-show, but would you be able to give us some insight uh, into a child's experience when their parent is in the military? And um, have you noticed patterns uh, when it comes to how our kids engage with this and mm -hmm. how they interpret that? You know, I became a military spouse in 2006 and our daughter was born in 2008 and now our children are 15, 13, 11, and eight. Um, they've lived in so many different houses. They've had to rebuild their lives every time we turn around. Um, and in the beginning, the narrative around this particular experience was to spin it as an adventure. All the spouses that came before us, all the women that were, you know, telling us how they did it, it was a lot of positive thought and a lot mm -hmm. of pretending. Oh. Pretend everything is okay. Don't cry in front of your children. Don't let them know that you're struggling. You've got to be the strong central piece of the home because, you know, our spouses are always out. And what we're finding 10, 20 years later is that these kids have a lot of frustration, resentment, and grief that they don't mm -hmm. know how to process mm -hmm. because they've never been given the space to process it well. Mm -hmm. um, when they would say things like, we don't want to move again, 
or do we have to go now and does he have to go again um we would just be like hey let's focus on you know this or it's another adventure and it'll be opportunities for us to find new places and do new things and uh you know looking at the patterns over the last 15 to 20 years a lot of military children have not learned how to cope well and we're seeing some mm -hmm. pretty concerning and almost staggering statistics not only in you know the anxiety and depression and and the things uh like that but but suicidal ideation and mm -hmm. uh the need for treatment there's there's a lot um of a dark underbelly mm -hmm. in the military culture for kids because they don't have any control over where yeah. they live, when they move, what schools they attend. And, and it's getting to where they are having a difficult time coping with some of those things. And, and I say all that to say, it's not, it's not a bad life, mm -hmm. but there are really bad days. I think that's probably the most accurate way to describe it is mm -hmm. that there's just some really bad days, you know? Yeah. We talk a lot about in this podcast modeling for your children, especially because we currently have a toddler and a lot of this age is modeling for them how to work through things, work through emotions and show emotions. And what kind of correlation do you see in the spouse, the military spouse needing to also be able to feel those emotions so that those their kids can see that? that they feel them too. And they're not trying to just be strong and whatever, but like, yeah, this is hard for me too. As you know, their spouse or as your mom, it's hard for me too, to go through this. I think the conversations in the last five to seven years have started to get more healthy. Mm -hmm. I know that when I became a military spouse in the early two thousands, you know, it was at the height of, you know, the first waves into Iraq and Afghanistan and, and the, and the encouragement, if you can even call it that, that we received was, you need to lock it up because mm -hmm. you're going to distract him. You're going to get him killed. You can't tell him what's happening. You mm -hmm. can't share the hard things at home because he's responsible for other people. You've got to get to a place where you can self-sustain. Um, there was a lot of buckle up and, 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 you know, pony up buttercup. You're, mm -hmm. you're in for a ride, but you're going to have to deal with it. Um, these women, we learn to be hyper, self-sufficient mm -hmm. we learn to be uh very very uh stern and and strong-willed mm -hmm. but but what we're finding specifically for for women who are followers of christ is that they've systematically learned how to harden their own heart mm -hmm. and there's a lot of resentment and a lot of regret mm -hmm. in in women in our space do you think that is helpful for the husband who is like, maybe he's like, you know, on active duty. Is that actually helpful for them to like, for the wife not to say anything and distract? Oh, like, no. For the um, husband, does, he does mm -hmm. actually want that? Um, I think in some circumstances, there are times that, that it's not ideal to, to emotionally unload all over your service member. Sure. Um, however, when we look at God's design, for marriage, that this particular relationship is supposed to be a mirror of the gospel. It's supposed to be a place of mutual yeah. benefit, mm -hmm. and it's supposed to be grace and peace for both parties. Mm -hmm. When one party is responsible for bearing the weight of all the emotional work, mm -hmm. it creates different challenges that you pay for later. And what I mean by that is you may not have any issues in the moment where you're not you know, unloading and, and sharing all the hard things that are happening while they're overseas or TDY or, you know, in and out, um, 
But when they come home and you have built an entire framework that exists separate from them, yeah, mm. uh, you've got the you pay for it in trying to reintegrate them into a system that was not built with them in mind. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. Wow. What kind of, you know, there's challenges and I'm sure there's victories in being a military family. What are questions that kids typically have? Maybe for younger kids, elementary school and younger, what, are, what kind of questions are they asking of their parents? You know, one of the most profound ones I heard recently, I was talking to another friend. Um, we were describing kind of our experiences and what we were seeing in our kids. And uh, this child was four and said, I'm curious is it bad for families to not have their dad at home? Mm-hmm. And my friend was trying to be honest and they're like, well, you know, God's design is always that families would be together. Mm-hmm. And this child looked at her dad and said, well, daddy is the military bad because the military mm-hmm. has taken you so many different times. And it was one of those things in the moment where you're like, man, that's a heavy question yeah. because it's not a simple answer. Um, mm-hmm the conversations that I'm having with my children in this season, because I mean, like all military families, we're all walking through hard things, no matter what stage of, of uh, military service you're in, whether the beginning, the middle or closer to the end, there's different challenges at every stage. And I was sitting with my children and I was saying, you know, guys like this particular hard season, I want you to think about it. Every time you see the flag waving, every time you hear someone say, thank you for all that you do, because I want you to realize that you have a part in this as well. You've paid mm-hmm. in, you have sacrificed, mm-hmm. you've grown up in a home where your dad wasn't there when you wanted him. You gave up control. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the biggest thing that I'm encouraging our children with in this season is if we would give what we give for the defense of this great nation, we would move every two to four years. We would uproot your lives and ours. We would give up church families, communities, career opportunities. If we would do that, to support the defense of this country, what would we do for Christ? Mm-hmm. And if we would do all of that for Christ, how do we feel about the fact that we've made sacrifices for his glory and our good? We can rest in that. Yeah. We can know that we can do hard things, but it's not hard things for the sake of hard things, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there are there any times where uh like within within your family and your children do like do your children look up to like one of their siblings right or is like one of the siblings kind of more of the uh i don't know like you know we, we go to them because uh they maybe have a better understanding or they like are they uh, relying on each yeah, other yeah mm-hmm. yeah like is that kind of something that happens within you know children? that naturally happens i think in the military community sometimes is that um the older kids they step up to the plate because they mm-hmm. know you know, um, when my husband was deployed in 2019, my son was, uh, he was nine and, uh, he's 13 now. And, uh, we lived on base. And if you are familiar with on base housing, um, it's a vibe family. Like there are so many different issues with military housing. So maintenance was out because a sonic boom had blown all of the glass out of the back of our house. I'm standing there cooking dinner and a sonic boom blows the glass out of the back windows and the the screen door and um, the sewage line that ran through our, you know, front yard backed up into the house. 
Mm. Yes, yes, it was such, a, and it happened three days after Dad had boots on the ground somewhere else. It was a great yeah. day. It, you know, the proverbial fan, so to speak. Oh and so, uh, you know, my son, the maintenance guy arrives and my son is like, all right, come on, boss. Let me just show you around. <laughs> and he, he is hilarious. Like he's walking this grown man through our house and he's like, there's the issue. There's the issue. There's the issue. Um, I'm going to need someone to blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? What? He's nine. He's nine. And um, just the amount and the rate at which they are required to grow up um, mm -hmm. yeah. is, is hard. And, um, you know, even now, mm -hmm. helping my son uh, to be able to say, look, I'm not doing great. And I would like someone to pay attention to me for a minute. Um, we all learn how not to ask for help because we know it's not coming. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even now it's something that we're undoing to try and reclaim aspects of their childhood, you know? Yeah. Do you have to find time to be like, Hey, just go be a kid and like oh, be intentional yes. about that. Because, you know, for us who are not in the military, it's kind of easy. Like, yeah, go, go be a kid, whatever. But for children who are in military families and have more responsibilities and, a family that they you know need to take part in like how do you teach your kids and other military kids and other military moms hey it's okay just like be a kid today or for this hour or for whatever just go do kid stuff you know one of the things that we think is really important as a family like we really hold fast like acts 242 through 47 is just burned in my brain um you know being devoted to the apostles teaching fellowship prayer breaking of bread corporate worship mm -hmm. right like we say as a family, these are the things that we're dedicated to. Um, and when we think about, you know, all these believers having everything in common, um, we made our home headquarters. We made our home the centerpiece of community. And the way that I taught the kids, like we're not friends with one person, we're friends with whole families. Mm -hmm. Because there are other moms out there that need support. Yeah. There are other kids that need support. And uh, we tend to do life better together. Mm -hmm. And so um, we made Bible study at our home kind of a, a pillar, uh, corporate worship on Sundays, a pillar. And, and we, you know, jokingly made the rule that if you don't go to church with us, you don't get to eat. And we would have a, you know, big barbecue in the in the backyard after. And, you know, my husband is kind of like a pit boss. <laughs> and uh, so there was a convoy leaving our military housing every Sunday because they wanted some ribs. <laughs> um, but they were going to get Jesus first. And so like we we really were intentional about creating the space in community for our children to have moments where they could mm -hmm. rest because there were other kids and other fun things to do and that they weren't responsible for anything. You know, like it's yeah. it was an intentional build. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that the work of military missions is so important for this generation? I think that one of the greatest evangelical opportunities lies within the military community. Mm -hmm. um, if you think about the fact that we move every two to four years, we're master community builders because we have to be, um, mm -hmm. we suffer well, we do it often. Um, if we thought about the fact that there are over 475, or I think it's 410, 410 installations worldwide engaging with over 80 nations, um, we could be mobilized. Yeah. If we were mobilized on mission, um, for the gospel, we would see revival that would be immeasurable. And in order for that to happen, 
we need to evangelize this community first. Um, we all married into a community of people that run toward things. And <laughs> yeah. um, those people who run toward things, there should be an urgency to get the gospel to them. Mm -hmm. And a friend of mine says it this way when he studied Acts. He's like, the military has always carried the gospel. If you read the book of Acts, you'll see that the Roman military carried it to the known world. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for this generation to see the potential um, of evangelizing this space because I really think that the Lord is calling us to make disciples with an urgency now. Mm. What would be a word of encouragement you would have for uh, kids of military families? Mm. I think I would encourage moms of military kids, both moms whose grown children are in the military community and moms whose children are still in the car seat. To be really honest about the sacrifice, to be brave and ask for help, mm -hmm. and to really have a good finger on the pulse of what your children need, because we're barely tracking basic needs. They have to eat three times a day. And if you yeah. have teenagers, it's nonstop. <laughs> um, they eat all day. Um, the regular running of the house mm -hmm. and all of the challenges that come with that, sometimes, and I mean all the time, uh, military moms are always in crisis mode and they are always in survival mode. And their needs have been put on the very bottom of the list. And so my encouragement would be, have conversations with your younger children and study and observe how they deal with disappointment, mm. which they will experience a lot. Notice what brings them joy and rest and make an intentional effort to minister to your kids because they are hurting in ways that they probably couldn't describe. Mm. Yeah. And to be honest about how the hardship affects you too. Um, yeah. It doesn't do anybody good to uh, throw on, you know, positivity and pretend. Yeah. And it's hard taking the time to even learn each kid who's going to deal with it differently. Mm. Amen. And how their yes. emotions, you know, their temperament and their, how they're, they're wired, how they deal with it differently. Yeah. Thank you so much for being with us. This has been really encouraging for me. I have never thought about the potential of military families being such a um, pivotal part of our evangelism. And mm. I, I really appreciate you sharing that with us. And I have such a different perspective on that now. And I'm really excited to continue thinking about that and sharing that with others. And I think a lot of people will be encouraged from our conversation today. So thanks for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. It was a real pleasure. Yeah. We typically close with a liturgy. So Eddie will lead us in a closing liturgy um, just for parents and kids. Yeah. So if you would join us in that, Megan, that'd be great. To him who is able to do far more than we can understand, may he give us the wisdom to raise our children to first love God above all else and to love others as themselves. Go in peace. Amen. And thank you to the listener for joining us this week. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. But you know, only five-star reviews is what we want. Comments, because that helps us. So uh, episodes drop every Wednesday, so be sure to check your feed every Wednesday. Thanks. Thanks.